Welcome to The Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, welcome to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show. Good morning, babe. Good morning, dear. We're back in the saddle again, and we have a very hot and spicy show for you today. I know. It's one of my favorite topics. What? Sex? (laughs) (laughs) I was teasing because I'm a man. The topic is? Porn. Yes. (laughs) Well, so we are going to be talking about porn, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have really strong opinions about pornography, and there's a lot of um, of old beliefs, and there's a lot of judgment around it, and yet it's the biggest industry in the world right now. It certainly is on the forefront of all of the media. Um, yeah. I mean, it beats Netflix and HBO and all of those combined. I think, you know, Pornhub rapidly became one of the largest sites that uh, on the Internet. Right. It's free. And um, yeah, well, so there's a lot of media. YouTube is is free. Yes. Ted Ted Talks. Right. Free. Right. That's Mm -hmm. true. That's true. So why why porn? Why Pornhub? And not TEDx. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they're going, uh, all of us are going to both. We want to get a little smarter and, and we want uh, entertainment. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about um, some, some, you know, a lot of different areas about pornography. Because as parents, you know, everybody's concerned about what their kids are being exposed to. And we know now with the internet that that has changed the availability of pornography to the masses, including I th- children. I think you missed my little twist there. Which twist did you? You're always twisted. What? <laughs> <laughs> what well, when I said, I said education and entertainment. I thought, okay, the porn's the education, and the TEDx is the entertainment. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, sadly, that's probably true for a lot of people. You know, I think a lot of young people um, who don't have access to uh, people that can really educate them about sexuality and uh, guide them, that's their only source of information. I think uh, it would be wise for the porn industry to look at other industries uh, and see how they've had to respond to public pressure because there certainly is a lot of, of judgment on porn and with that comes a lot of public pressure. Uh-huh. And is there a responsibility for sex education by the porn industry? That's a great question. Yeah. So we're, we're going to be asking that today. Did you know that, um, that 64% of people between the ages of 13 and 24 actively seek out porn weekly or more often? Um, doesn't surprise me, uh, although that's a pretty wide range of... I know. ...of... Uh, yeah. Energy levels. I mean, a 13-year-old is in the discovery mode, and the 24-year-old is past that, well past that, I think. Yeah. So I, th- I wish maybe. they'd have broke that up into smaller groups. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And uh, it says, teenage girls and young women are significantly more likely to seek out porn than women 25 years old or above. Well, there's the education aspect. Right. They're, they're looking at uh, porn as a 
a little window into sexuality. Yes. And um, it should have little disclaimers on it, I think. That this is not education. Right. Well, and there's a lot of different porn. You know, what, what you find is that not all porn is created equal. And that's that's a little bit more about what we're going to be discussing today is the variation in the substance of pornography, what it's really trying to do, what its intention is. And some of the people that are that are making uh, the films and the the uh, entertainment sources that are more conscious about what they're delivering and to, and who's receiving it. I think there's a lot of interest. Uh, a long time ago, you tried, uh, well, you did have uh, an erotic film festival. I did. And, and you used the word erotic to kind of counter the porn stigma. Right. And, of course, there was a lot of confusion about what erotic meant. Yes. Uh, and... Um, and you got to really screen a lot of shows to find things that you felt were in the erotic category. Right. So, And ironically, many of the things that I ended up choosing were created by women. So the there's a lot more women in this industry now that are making uh, films that are that they that they themselves would be interested in seeing. And so they're they're meeting the needs of a market that really went untapped until about 2008 2009. Um, that's really when the feminist they call it feminist porn, which makes it sound um, uh, a little uh, more aggressive, but it's it's really about female driven porn that's more consciously addressing women's sexuality. Well, it makes total sense because, as you've said in the past, uh, men like sex almost as much as women do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they do almost as much. <laughs> you know, we're trying to help you catch up. So we want you to, you know, meet up, be able to meet our needs. And there's a lot of unfulfilled women out there that would love to have a guy that would watch porn with her that turned her on instead of men trying to get women to watch porn with them that turns them on because guys are probably a little easier in terms of uh, images that might turn them on and men if they were really smart would be looking to see well what is it that women want to see and perhaps that's the kind of sex that women want to have. Well, this is a little bit of uh, early premarital training then. Right. Because, you you know, that's the ongoing um, banter that we have about how hard it is to train your man after you've married him. You know? So <laughs> yeah. might as well get an early start and, yeah, and, definitely. and start training. But I don't know how often porn is watched as uh, a couple or in a group setting. That was one of the things that was unique about the film festival um, is that uh, a whole audience was watching porn. Back in the 70s, we used to have X movies. You uh-huh. know, I think they still do, actually, over at Movies 14. Occasionally, there's an X-rated movie that's played late at night. <laughs> when all the little children are supposed to be in bed. Right, right. Well, that does help. Uh, they don't have anybody trying to sneak in. Right. You know. So... Uh, there's a you know around the world 
pornography and sexuality are viewed very differently in different cultures. And we know that in Sweden and a lot of the Norwegian countries, pornography is really uh, more mainstream and it you, you'll be able to find a lot more uh, um, explicit content on regular television. You don't have to go to a store. You don't have to necessarily stream it. So it is, you know, that there are different cultural differences. And whenever I see vast cultural differences, it helps me remember that there's no one right way. You know, that, that just because we do things differently doesn't make us right, better, worse, lesser than, more than. It's just different. And we have to be able to examine different cultures and see what is the effect on the people? You know, how how are the children were being raised? What are the young adults thinking and doing? What are their issues around sexuality and responsibility? All of those things, I think, come into it. And the porn industry is so massive that they really do have a responsibility to look at the cultural impact that their their entertainment is delivering. Same, I, I feel the same way about the gaming industry, you know, the, the video games and their cultural responsibility. When you start a project and you start working on it and you're a, a writer or a director or producer, you know, your focus is to get enough votes to be able to make enough money to start the next project. It has to be practical. But within that, they're going to lose a little bit of their objectivity. Mm-hmm. And you talked about in other mainstream films, uh, primarily to make sure that the actors and actresses are comfortable with scenes that are more explicit with sex, that they have an independent consultant on on stage or on staff right. to, to work with them. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a good model for the porn industry. And it needs to be independent so they're not swayed by the normal financial pressures that all the other people have to respond to. It has to be practical, but I think that there's a role for that. For example, it would be great if consent would start to work its way into porn film. Yes, yes. It's very easy to see how how socially responsible that would be for consent. But I don't think that they're not thinking that that isn't doable. I just think it's just off their radar screen. Right. Because that's not necessarily how it's um, generating its profits. Well, and I think the porn world could definitely show ways to make consent sexy. You know, I mean, because everybody's so so nervous about consent taking away the sexiness of an experience, whereas porn could really bring it into the scenario and make it really hot and sexy. When we went to movie theaters uh, in the past while we're waiting for the film, there would either be an advertisement or a cartoon. <laughs> and you could certainly do some sex education prior to showing the film, too. For sure. All right. Well, when we come back from the break, we have a guest that's going to be calling in. And we're going to be talking to Kay Brandt. And Kay is a female-friendly writer, director, and she is a seductive storyteller, which I love that. She's an award-winning filmmaker and best-selling author. She delivers a passionate blend of story and explicit graphic content. Since 2009, Kay has written, directed, produced more than 60 adult films, many winning AVN and XBiz awards. 
For top companies like Adam and Eve, Digital Playground, New Sensations, and Girlfriend Films, she's currently... Uh, her current creative passions include writing and directing a new genre of adult films based on erotic books. So she's taking these books that have been written and she's turning them into these films that are really beautifully shot and they're interesting. They're, they're feature films. I mean, they're really good and they have a lot of hot sex in them. All those old romance novels could be pretty hot. Yeah. Well, you know, that that was that was the accepted form of female porn for a long time as women would read these romance novel, novels. And if, if men knew what the women were getting out of that, perhaps they would know how to get into women's psyche on yeah, a hot sexual... I think we've sexual, read a few of those books ourselves. We have, so, yeah. You know, we're, we've not excluded that genre. No, we haven't. All right, so when we come back, we're going to be talking to Kay Brandt. Stay tuned, and this is going to be an awesome, awesome show. We, we really appreciate her. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and Mark and I are here talking about porn, one of our favorite subjects. And we have a guest today, Kay Brandt, and she's calling in. And I had re- I had done a post on social media about porn, and it was, it was a fairly uh, a negative post about, you know, porn doesn't show love and it doesn't show female pleasure and all these things as as many of the so the, she called in and educated so she had so she schooled me yeah. oh, <laughs> she's like wait 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 you gotta watch this 
And so um, I said, all right, we need to have you on because this is the kind of thing that I want people to be able to hear is that there are alternatives to what has been persistent in the porn world as being male-centric, and now there's female-centric. So good morning, Kay. We're so excited to have you here with us. Nancy, how are you? Oh, great. So, so happy that we could do this together. I, I really appreci- I appreciate your insight and not as as much as I do your contribution. I, I want to talk to you about how you schooled Nancy so that I learn how to do that without, <laughs> without getting beat up too badly. That's definitely an art. Um, uh, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult when you um, are a woman who is has chosen to make. Uh, making porn a career and be constantly pulled into this bigger collective consciousness that uh, most porn is not made well, not made for women, is not realistic, does not offer what the, the dream scenario that so many people who say that they would be more active watching porn um, uh, want if they could get what they want. If, if right. the things that they re- require that they feel would fit their taste actually existed. And I always say, well, you know, I've been doing that for 10 years. <laughs> so I, you know, like, I mean, I don't know how else, you know, on social media, especially now mm-hmm. it's my options for promoting my work are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I'm constantly having to, um, find creative ways to promote my work without getting banned on sites because no matter what, the mainstream sites will still look at porn as something that should not be talked about or promoted for whatever reason, but you can talk about violence and car bombings and, you know, horror movies because that's all fantasy. Right. Porn somehow isn't, yet porn is fantasy. It 100% is fantasy. But what I do is try to anchor it in something real that people can relate to, that couples can relate to, that women and men can relate to, and make it more universal and approachable and still just as dirty as fuck as anything else that's out there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think people want, you know, people want the nitty gritty, but they also want to feel inspired mentally too. You know, we talk about being sapiosexuals, but you know, you're watching this. That comes with story and plot. Right. What you're looking for is story and plot. Now, most people, when they become porn directors, did not become a porn director because they wanted to make mainstream films. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. They got into the industry because they wanted to make porn. So you're saying that um, a lot of people get into the porn industry just because they want to be around porn. They want to create porn. They don't necessarily want to create stories. Yeah. I mean, 90% of the directors in porn have been male since the 70s when there was lots of money in porn and movies were being made for a million dollars <throat> more. Um, and, and shown in the Pussycat theaters, you know, it, it's a, it's a very, um, but and even then, you know, when I got in the business in 2009, I was working for a lesbian company, Girlfriends Films, and uh, I they wanted a woman director because the fans wanted a woman director because the fans were ex- wanted something else that they didn't feel that male could, men could deliver, and that was the female gaze. Now, what the hell is the female gaze? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, there are there are plenty of women who direct porn now, and some of them don't have a female gaze. They don't really know what they're doing. 
you know, or they're, they're doing what they like. And, um, and I take that back. It's not that they don't know what they're doing. It's just that they're not going after, they're not trying to nail down, Dr. Nancy, what you have stated and what was in that Instagram post, which I think is a very common thought. Mm-hmm. which is that porn is not delivering what you're looking for. But again, I've been here for 10 years. If you haven't seen any of my movies, then how? Then you're making statements without even knowing that it actually existed right there in front of you. Right. And I get that a lot. You know, like, that's what I'm saying about social media. Like, I'm now shadow banned on Twitter. So are most porn stars. So unless you know my Twitter handle, you can't find me. Oh, and man. LinkedIn won't let me, you know, I have to be very careful about what I promote, yet I'm a professional, yet this is a career that I take very, very seriously, but I'm not allowed the same benefits, the same rights as other professionals and their careers and their jobs because mine revolves around sex. So no matter how how mainstream I am, no matter how story-driven or how many movies I make based on best-selling novels, it still doesn't matter because it's not seen as valid and mainstream. Therefore, you would only know about me if you were really, truly researching deep into who's making movies and porn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Yeah, so it's very difficult. I mean, I have a YouTube channel with over a 1,000 subscribers, and most people are allowed to monetize their sites when they get to a 1,000 subscribers, not me. I was sent a letter, an uh, email from YouTube saying that my channel was not, uh, was not uh, qualified for monetization. I would never be allowed to make any money on my YouTube channel um, because what I promote is X-rated. Right. Yeah, that's that same thing happened to Nancy. On yeah, the and I and I wasn't I wasn't doing anything X-rated, but because I'm a sexologist, that word sex is in there and it flags me. So right. I the think bigger, it's just a, it's it's this yeah it's this huge fear around sex, just huge. Does, you know? does Pornhub, um, you know, it became so large so quickly? Is that an avenue for you to to? Give little glimpses of what you're doing. Does Pornhub help that way, or is it usable in that I mean, my, way? My movies are the I. Well, the thing about Pornhub, <laughs> you know, it's 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 insane that you see that some of the views that Pornhub gets fourteen million, twenty five million on just a scene. Right. So the buyers are out there, but it's already destroyed. The feel is already destroyed because Pornhub stole the content and then offered it for free and built a, a following, a gigantic following around the world so that when it came time for them to monetize, they used it as a threat. Oh. Uh, the companies I worked for were told that they would happily um, stop stealing their content if they allowed one to two scenes from their movies to be offered for free on Pornhub. Really? So you got to make a deal with the devil, basically, right. and that's what that's about. So anytime Pornhub is glorified, I've it's just it's just to me like the Catholic Church and all other religions. It's right. another thing that has become so mainstream that nobody even bats an eye at how evil it really is. Well, I know it's hurt so, it's hurt the industry, you know, um, where people are trying to make money. Like you said, it, you, there used to be a lot of money in porn, and now it seems like it's a struggle. It, there's, there's, it's a, a very, very difficult, and it's not just in porn. It's in what Amazon has done with erotic books, with books in general, with how they treat authors, and that's my other career. So if we're subject to the fact that Amazon um, 
likes to put erotica, erotic books into what we call the dungeon, which means they're not searchable. You have to know the author, you have to type in the author, you have to be searching for a specific book or else you may never know that those books exist. Wow. Is that not yeah, so There's so much public pressure on these companies. It does, you know, it does come back to haunt yeah. them as well. Um, I think yeah. they're, they, they definitely wouldn't mind having the money. I mean, we, we all have to be dollar oriented and I use the term vote with your dollars. So I'm hoping that, that, um, that people will learn to do that because what you go and see is what people will produce. And, yeah. and so we're hoping that your type of work will be supported at the expense of others. You know, it's funny because I, I hope all that too, but the, what I see in front of me in the near future is not hopeful. We I do mean, seem to be going backwards, I, don't we? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I feel like I feel like the fact that I can't share my career that I'm proud of. I'm proud of these movies that I make. You know, and that's part part of why what drives me to respond when I see posts um, from anyone. You know, I mean, you're a sex educator, but I have so much to offer with my movies. And yes. the fact that you haven't enjoyed my movies for all these 10 years is, like, disturbing to me, you know? Like, yes. How did you not know? How did you not know about me? I've been making these big, frigging budget uh, porn movies. I mean, it's, that's, like, take, that's like moving the sea to get uh, production companies, porn production companies, to spend a lot of money on quality entertainment. I mean, I made a New York Times best-selling novel into an epic porn movie that three years after its release is still hovering in the top 10 on most adult distri- um, you know, distribution, the VOD website. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. In, in, a, in a business that is totally disposable because Pornhub is disposable porn, it's just constantly filling this hole that yeah. never will get filled. And, it, and, it, and it's a business model that is reliant upon stealing content, not paying performers royalties or, or for anything for the, the scene that they steal. These performers never saw a dime. Nobody has. So they actually get pieces of your video and put it on their site. They steal it. Just well, they used it. to just steal it. But now, like, the companies I work for, Pornhub has made a deal, like I said. You know, like, you can if you, if you go to Pornhub and you tap in Safe Landings, which is the very first movie based on a best-selling novel that was ever made and safe and I just happened to have to be the author of Safe Landings as well but nobody had ever made a book into a porn and before I did it in 2015 with Safe Landings and it was there was a lot of you know we we used that cross-promotional aspect that this was based on a best-selling book I would put the porn stars on the cover of the book as well as the movie and you know the fact that it was a unique thing that we were introducing something new That's and it caught on so fast Safe Landings sold so so well but they had to make a deal, Adam and Eve had to make a deal with Pornhub that two of the scenes in that movie would be offered for free um, and they would leave the rest of the movie alone. Wow. Listen, we have to take a little break here. Um, stay with us because when we come back, I've got more questions yeah. for you. And you got it. we really I've do need to, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on your team, Kay. I, I'm very happy to be um, uh you know, in this in this world with you to promote uh, sexuality in a healthy way and uh, and to stop. I stop feel the this. same about you. 
<laughs> Thank you. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we have more talk about female-driven porn and how that's going to change the world. Yes, go girls. All right, we'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. This is The Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and we're talking to Kay Brandt, who is a seductive storyteller, an award-winning adult filmmaker and author and director, and uh, really changing the world of pornography and making it much more accessible to women and couples. So, Kay, we were talking before the break about how there's this battle Uh, in the social media world, which is really, um, most of us, we use that as our marketing. Yep. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, why should, and it should be, we should be able to. Right. And so you're being blocked because it has adult content. And yet, if you go into Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can find more uh, hardcore uh, uh, private porn than you can anywhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it's, a, is it, it's another is it sign the, of porn. <laughs> amateur porn. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that's all fine and dandy. You know, amateur, uh, go ahead. Everyone put a video camera on yourself. Who the <laughs> hell cares? You know, but and you- uh, it's, it's amazing the control. Like if there is, uh, to me, I see a clear divide between mainstream and adult, and it is just a straight line down the center. And yet all those people making those rules and those laws are the ones seeking all the porn on the Internet. <laughs> yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. I, I mean, and then, you know, I, oh, God, don't even get me started on that tangent. Because <laughs> that's just like, the, you know, the it's intimacy, Dr. Nancy, is exactly what you what you what your platform is so much based on is just creating that intimacy, whatever that. However that manifests, whether it's right. monogamy, whether it's untraditional, whether it's polyamory, doesn't who the fuck cares? 
Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? We all just kind of need to get over it. But, you know, you have to be empowered. So what does it take to become a more sexually empowered person? And sexually empowered person does not mean that you're free loving it. You know what I'm saying? Say, Say that again, that you're not what? That you're not just free loving it. You can have a more traditional landscape in your in your intimacy in your relationships. You right. know what I mean. Being sexually empowered doesn't have to be such a scary thing. I feel like most people feel like if they're sexually empowered, what the hell do they do from there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 can ask their partner for what they want and not be feel guilty and shame. How about that? Let's start there. <laughs> and which is such a simple and beautiful and easily attainable thing, but it's. It's unbelievable how why we make it so difficult. Yeah. I mean, I think there is a there is a lot, just a lot of fear around sexuality and the the and it's a you know, if you can if you want to control a culture, you control their sex. Yep. And, and oh, yeah, one hundred percent. We've been controlled and we're breaking free of that. We're we're all fighting to break free of that. And you know, anytime you're gonna go against the current you're going to meet resistance. And I think, you know, we're tough enough. We, we can do it. I wonder how long it's going to take for a Me Too type movie to come out mainstream where they, where they actually, <laughs> now they do, uh, they did that with the cigarette companies and all the controversy behind it. And, uh-huh. Well, know, there is a documentary be, in the making right now. On, on the Me Too. Uh-huh. Well, documentary is a little bit, a little bit different than something that's talking about, you know, anyway. But I, I just wonder when that's going to come out, too. But uh, it's interesting to me that couples aren't figuring out that just the consent process, uh, even if they have a very private, personal, monogamous relationship, that the consent process works its way right into their world if they want to explore the edges of their sexuality very privately. And yet that's all suppressed. It's all suppressed. And one person, yeah, you know that. it really is. One- one person will come to Nancy and ask, how do I get my partner to, you know, open up to other op- other possibilities? And it's a very difficult dance for, for everybody. And, and it, erotic films. It can be a sales films job, are, like the mother of all sales jobs on your, on your partner. But if you really want it, you know, stay consistent would be my advice. <laughs> you know, come up yeah. with a good, come up with a good argument for why... You know, and just hold and just and just hold on to that belief because if the person you're with really trusts you, really really understands you, and that is so much of what unfolding is about. You know, is this this marriage where they loved and trusted each other so much that on a whim to explore another world of sexual um, uh, experiences um, was okay. And I, and I think that the yeah. erotic film and the porn industry is one of the avenues because <clears throat> a lot of these people, you know, when it's just two people, they don't have any idea. You know, they're they're in the dark. They've got their bodies and their... Their own know, imaginations. They, their, you know, their own yeah. what they've heard from friends, but it's very limited and a lot of... We're surprised at how limited it is right. with some couples. So, So your industry is one of the avenues for people to look at it differently in a very safe way if they can agree to watch it together. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, a lot of the the men that contact me, they would would love their partners to watch porn with them 
And so I, yes. I do ask them, well, what kind of porn are you watching? And is that going to turn her on? Because if, you know, if, if they're trying to bring their wife or their partner in to watch something that is offensive to them, that's not going to go very well. And, you know, and but I think a lot of guys have become very familiar with the male centric porn and that they don't know that they have options. So I, I tease we're going to be yeah, talking to them but, more. But you know what? But you know what, Dr. Nancy, I swear I've been, this is, this has been a conversation I've been having for 10 years, what we're talking about right here. And I really haven't seen much change, which is, which is so depressing because I have all of this to offer. There's, I have a catalog of really healthy, really well-made porn. And it's just constantly sort of brushed to the side or, um, you know, um, uh, just put into a category. I mean, I, again, I go back to the fact that, you know, my movies were new to you too as well. And, you know, you've been here, I've been here, and I've done a tremendous amount of press over the past <clears> 10 years. And it's amazing just how little that reach actually goes to people who are seeking my content. Right. You know, so that I... I, you know, it's been a mission of mine to create a safer environment in porn for the user, for the viewer, for the watcher, something that is not offensive. And what could be less offensive than basing movies on best-selling erotic novels? Right. Well, and Mark and I were just talking about that the other day about um, the female sensual mind. Women have been reading romance novels for eons. And oh, yes. And, and we've and, introduced them now to this. One of the coolest things that's happened since I started turning books into movies uh, four years ago for Adam and Eve, and now we're, I just made my ninth one over the past three days, um, is that we realized that women are open up, opening up like on Facebook, on my Facebook page, and on Selena's Facebook page, and then the groups, the book group that I belong to where I promote my work as an author. And um, they, they, they openly say in comments and posts, I saw your movie. I saw Babysitting the Baumgartners. I saw Unfolding. I saw Adventures with the Baumgartners, Safe Landings, Hot Life, My Dirty Desires, Naked. I mean, any of the books that I, that, that I turn into films. They, rate, they read the book. And sometimes they read the book first. Sometimes they read the book after the movie. They compare. They send me notes. They let me know. What the fuck? Is that the coolest thing ever? That is awesome. That is, cool, yeah. that is awesome. Yeah. That's- I know. And that's why I do it because I see the health happening, but it's small. Yeah. But it's there. And so if there was a larger movement to make more of what I do instead of me like possibly being unemployed for the rest of the year because there's still a little money left in porn that I don't know when I'm going to make my next movie. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like it would be amazing if this industry was as fluid and had as much money and wasn't as hurt as mainstream. Yeah. You know, in the the main, uh, in the regular, I don't know, I'll mess that up, but they always publish how much money uh, one movie's made and how much it costs to produce. I mean, are you profitable for Adam and Eve? Are they making money on you? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> they are. And that's why I've made nine of them. Uh, exactly. You so know, I think that's where your confidence yeah. comes in. You're, you are creating something that, that uh, uh, even oh, though you yeah. feel it's been suppressed and on a limited scale, it is paying for yeah. itself. And it comes back to my concept that we do need to vote with our yeah. dollars. We, need to support yep. the parts of industry that we think are good. I won't ever buy a violent 
game, you know, for kids to play. I think that that's the only way that they'll go away, and we'll have to wait many years for that to happen. But we have to all continue to vote responsibly with our dollars, and you know, buying your films is a way to do that. It's a it's a vote for for more female centric porn. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Adam and Eve's audience is the perfect audience for this type of uh, movie. And my, as far as my reach is, it's still so small. You know, like having 125,000 followers on Instagram doesn't really mean much if they're not buying it. True. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 they're just there to, to sales. The yeah. yeah, they're just there to see the pictures of me on set with porn stars. And that's fine. I'm glad to entertain people, but I don't get paid to post on Instagram. You know, that's right. just, I'm just trying to find ways to promote what I'm doing because I am sick of being shamed. Yeah. I hear My you. My work does I, not deserve to be shamed, you know, or in a category with bad porn. It should stand alone. Well, you have, you have, you have me uh, totally on your team. I will be doing a lot, <laughs> lot different posting. And uh, and I will be I will be passing uh, your links on to all of my uh, constituents and you know you're you're going to Jamaica <laughs> in a month. It would be interesting. Yeah. You have that little projector. I you need to do have, a I need to do a film night. You you should do a film night. You could uh, just within your group. Yeah, you know, make it very. Yeah, there's a group that you take are people that are interested in. It's mostly intimacy mostly and, women. Yeah, and and it is uh, a perfect group and. Uh, that's how you plant seeds into pe- to other arenas that haven't heard uh, about her. Yeah. And uh, so I think I think having a movie night would be a great idea. Well, what course, about one of idea. your lifestyle retreats? What about having movie nights there and featuring my movies? I would love for you to show my movie. Yeah, well, that's, that's what we're talking about. Is my my event at, at Hedonism in Jamaica? It's uh, it's the exotic lifestyle retreat in June. Yeah, I think that would be uh, yeah. very Maybe simple to do. Yeah, yeah I, can did, do, I can do a movie night. They, the, they have a perfect room for it. We did the um, the uh, film festival there, so we're familiar with how uh, yeah. that would work. Well, oh, gonna, wow. we have, well, we have another break. Will you stay with us for a few more minutes? Yes. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have more conversation with Kay Brandt, uh, who is an, a seductive storyteller and award-winning filmmaker and very exciting that she's really changing the world for women and couples. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. 
To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. This is The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. And today we're talking about pornography and erotic films and what is the difference between the some of the... Uh, old old style 70s porn and the porn that's being made now that really has women and couples and men in mind you know and I, I just caught myself saying for women and couples and I want to clarify that because my my feeling is is that this is the kind of uh, uh, information that men need you know we we have a we, we have a rape culture we have me too issues we have right. um, men on single guys on dates with girls choking them on the first date wanting to have yeah, anal that's so before, up. you know yeah. it's like they don't even know how to ask for what they want then they have no clue what women no. want sexually they think <laughs> that the porn they've been watching depicts yeah. what women want they don't understand that that's just for them to get off in four minutes and I think they understand it very well. I think they understand that, that what that porn is for. It is for them to get off in four minutes. And it is it is the short attention span, you know, generation. And it's not just the younger generation. It's throughout. Right. But I think that speaks to the primal beast that men are, you know, bottom line. <laughs> you know, you have testosterone in your system. Sex isn't necessarily about the passion. It's not necessarily about... Uh, you know, have, wanting to make these great nights with your lover and go on and have and go tantric. You know, it's not for a lot of men. It's just a necessity. It's just a part of life. It's a stress release. It really doesn't have any kind of emotional attachment to it. But that is also something that is shamed and stigmatized in society that men are not allowed to just be okay with the fact that they're they are sexual <coughs> creatures primarily. Right. I mean, the that's men are sexual creatures. Yes. Well, I think and just like men need to know more about women and what they want and enjoy, yeah. the, the opposite is equally true. Yes, I, that's what I'm hearing right. you say, is that, that uh, yeah. it's okay to mix it up a little bit. Right. It just can't be so one way. <laughs> and, and men certainly yeah, can I'm, learn to be more sensual um, and women can and are learning to be a little bit more uh, aggressive mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, love it. and that was the whole Dom Sub movement, you know, and why that is such an enormously big thing, but it's all an undercurrent. Yeah. There's so many people that are into this lifestyle. There's so many really successful people, men and women, that don't feel that they deserve the success. And it manifests in this need sexually to be completely removed of what we consider pleasure. So, you know, there is so many things. It's about tolerance, too. But the, the idea of being tolerant to everyone else's sexuality or sexual desires or passions is way too heavy, I think, for most people. You'd have to be an extremely enlightened soul to be okay with that. And it could mean chaos. So do I ever think that will happen? Probably not. 
But that's okay because we can live in the areas in between that, you know, and continue to bring like a more positive mindset when it comes to who we are sexually. It's scary. It's a very scary thing to do. And do you think that that fear comes from just our our cultural uh, mindset around it? Because not every culture feels that way. Yeah, but a lot of, there are a lot of cultures that are into um, you know mutilation <laughs> of the genitalia. True. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hard to when you say culturally, but like, and it's not exclude all cultures. We are an incredibly screwed up planet in general, <laughs> in how we all deal with the fact that we were born with genitalia, and they we know as creatures because every creature on the planet has sex. Right. <laughs> when we're all here because every somebody creature. has sex. <laughs> so right, and they do it out in the open. But the human species, the smartest of all the species, we have to closet it and hide it and stigmatize it. Yet, we go to the friggin' zoo and the animals are doing it right in front of us and they don't give a damn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so who's have, having the better um, life? I don't know, you know? Speaking of different cultures, do you have data on different countries that are buying your films? Is there is there a skewed version? I mean, a skewed. Uh, I don't know. I think it's all American. The domestic market is the biggest market by far, and and, uh, and that has to do with accessibility. Not every not every country allows domains, you know, adult domains to be offered on their internet. So you have the same problem across the board there. Yeah. Across the water. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So it's scary. You know, look, I I know when I face off with my fans on social media and I see their faces on their Instagram, you know, like when they like something and you see their little, you know, their avatar, whatever we call that, the profile picture now. And um, and I I realize it may not be the brightest of the bunch who are watching, um, you know, maybe watching my movies more than most. And it, that's fine, you know. It's it, it is what it is. We are on a uh, we are on a strange journey together. So well, buy more. <laughs> I really they can't buy. judge. But you know when I, huh? Oh, I'm just saying, if they buy more than one, they might be brighter stars than you think. <laughs> they might be on exactly, something. exactly. But I mean, you know, it's not like we're going to walk around with Mark Cuban. You know, proudly saying he watches K. Brant porn. That's not going to happen. That'll never happen. You know, but but it would be so cool if he could. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is a lot of there's just a huge amount of judgment out there uh, uh, and fear and um, and it permeates every area. I work in the medical field, and it's getting harder and harder to just approach people in a medical office in a medical setting and discuss or examine them uh, because of the barriers that are coming up with sexuality. Interesting. It's very, very fascinating uh, uh, how that's evolving. And it, I can't say that it's evolving in a good way. It's maybe, you know, some people feel like, okay, if on occasion a physician is inappropriate with uh, uh, his touching, that the best method around that is just to not ever have a doctor touch ever and just don't examine those parts. It's really kind of an interesting backlash that we've had in the healthcare field. So that's, that's uh, scary. Yeah, that uh, is crazy because everything is going to become more and more technologically driven anyway in the medical. You know, I do believe that they'll just be able to scan your body one day and 
and know what's going on. And it'll right. probably be a lot more accurate. You know, it's certainly, so certainly I mean, happening that's, with STIs. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kay, in the last few minutes of the show, I'd love for people to get more information about how to find your work. So what what are the best, and I'll link this in a blog I'll do later also, but what's the best way for people to find your work? Um, If they want to just watch my movies, buy the DVD, or do the VOD, they can go to adamandeve.com. They can join and um, become a member or just watch my movies. It doesn't matter. Or Adult Empire, that's a big one. And I have two movies in the top ten right now, and that's Unfolding and Babysitting the Baumgartners. I'm most active on Instagram, and that's k.brant. And I have a YouTube channel, which is just K, my initial K, and Brant. And I have movie trailers and behind-the-scenes and a couple of vlogs on there as well. Um, Twitter at Jewelbox Films, which was an imprint that I had about nine years ago at Digital Playground, where I was making high-end lesbian movies. And um, that's J-E-W-E-L-B-O-X-F-I-L-M-S. And then Facebook, of course, but I'm kind of boring there because of all the censorship and guidelines and people getting <laughs> thrown in jail and all that. You know, it's just, I try to kind of keep a smaller profile there. But, um, and LinkedIn as well. And you can also find me on Goodreads. And please visit my Amazon author page, Kay Brandt, and buy all of my books because you'll love them. Great. And I'll, I'll definitely link all of these. Um, Onto the onto the blog, and I'll I'll be posting and and promoting, and we need to give people um, options for uh, making their lives uh, sexier and more erotic, and to do so without shame or guilt. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I really appreciate you and uh, your that you reached out to me and gave me some schooling. Uh, I'm always uh, always a little humbled by that, but I appreciate it greatly. And Mark's just laughing. <laughs> and, uh, awesome. and we'll just Thank keep you so much. We'll keep charging forward and making making the world a sexier place. Uh, you know, That's you're you're do. very important to this movement. Yeah, thank you. Thank nice you. to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I can't wait to uh, host a, a, a marathon of my work at one of your retreats. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's totally do it. Totally, All right. totally, totally do it. All right. Thank you, Kay. Okay. All right, so you can find Kay. I'll, I'll be linking all of her information on my website, drnsp.com. And remember that every day you need to love hard, laugh more, and kiss longer. And read more erotica. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do your example and warning. Oh, yes. Well, and, and also every day, every day you wake up, you get to decide whether you're a warning or an example. And Kay, you're certainly a beautiful example of, of conscious sexuality, which is really what we're all about. All right. We'll be back next week with more hot topics for you. Take good care of each other and make this the best day yet. Thank you for joining us this week for the Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way.
When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.